City Culture Episode 6. Nice. We are just rolling along in this Season 1. You know what this means. We're halfway through the season. That means we should begin our Season 2. Yeah, and you know what happened today that you don't know about? What? I got the better camera. You've had the better camera all season. So second half of the season. That's what happens I'm when you get here good. early, Sarah, and not right at 10 o'clock. No, it's only because Jesse's on and he yeah. wanted Hi. to look better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Ray, you want to introduce our guest? Yes, so I'm really excited to introduce my guest today is Tiffany Murdoch, who is the CEO of the Singing River Health System, um, and she lives in Ocean Springs. Yeah. And so um, I'm trying to think, the first time I met you, Tiffany, I think it was just like a passing on the street, and you're like, hey, and I was like, hey, and then we became friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really, I think I remember last year's uh, State of the City, mm-hmm. and I think, I mean, it was right before that. Yeah. Yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your role in the singer health system, about you living in Ocean Springs, and just about Tiffany. We want to know everything. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Now are you sweating? Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So I've been with the health system for almost eight years now. Yeah. Um, And I do. We live um, in... Ocean Springs, which has been phenomenal, but I've been the CEO now 16 months, which is wow. kind of wild. Yeah. Um, I got recruited from California, so I was in California for almost 10 years in Northern California, in Oregon. And Beautiful area. Oh man, it's so nice. The wine's amazing. <laughs> the wine's oh, amazing. And the food. <laughs> I hear a trip in our future. Yeah, yeah or like a second home. <laughs> second home. <laughs> I need to get on that page. Yeah. Uh, and so I got recruited out here. I'm originally from Mobile, Alabama. Oh, okay. I was a nurse by background and um, went and uh, got my doctorate out at University of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And nice. came back here. And so Singer River Health System is the second largest employer in Jackson County. Yeah. 4,000 employees. Uh, first female CEO for the health Ooh, system, whoop. which is a pretty... That's amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's big. It's, it's good for all of us, yeah. you know. It's it's pretty amazing. And uh, what we're doing right now, I mean, we just had our March board meeting. And to the things that we're doing, the growth that we're having, if we can get them to Ocean Springs, like if it's a physician or an executive mm-hmm. or any type of provider, if we can get them here, they want to stay forever. So it's Perfect. pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Awesome. That's amazing. I think um, one of the things that attracts me to you, Tiffany, as a leader is like every time I hear you speak, every time I see you, you're just the most down to earth person you're Calm. like hello you want more babies like <laughs> that is oh, a, that is a, not for you personally oh, wait. but like i was society. wondering no, no 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 not for me <laughs> two and done, two and done. <laughs> but uh you're just so it's just some kind of warmth that comes with you and and it's great and it's it feels good to have a leader like you in ocean springs in our health system in jackson county but specifically in ocean springs that people are like We'll see you walking on the street. You know, I see you at the homecoming parade with your kids and you're waving to people. It's just that connection. I think um, it's just so great to see. Well, thank you. That is 
probably, you know, you ask my team, uh, what the Tiffany you get in the boardroom is the Tiffany that you see at Mosaics or right. if you see on the street doing the run or whatever. And I don't know if I could be any different. It's not like a, I mean, my kids and my husband are kind of my true north and my center. Yeah. And so the, they get the same Tiffany, good, bad, or ugly, which is, uh, <laughs> don't ask them. Don't, don't ever bring them. them here to ask them. But it is... Um, and I think Ocean Springs allows that. I mm -hmm. think it community is really important to me. Yeah. And the fact that I get to, you know, have the accountability and I tell my doctors this that you're gonna see the people that you saw in the hospital, you know, at Winn Dixie or Rouse's or wherever that is that you're shopping or going to eat. And right. so that's a small town for you. Yeah. 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 So Absolutely. Very important. That's great. Well, we're we, glad you're here. Thank yeah, you. and we definitely wanna dive more into some of the things you've just brought up. Um, but before we get into that, I want to introduce my guest, Jesse Hill. Hi. He's the CEO. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He is the owner of Hill Tree Marketing. He is a partner here at the Mary C. Um, him and his team run our media hub here where they offer services like podcasting and recording mm -hmm. and photography shoots and any of your media needs, web, marketing, all the things. That we do. Um, you both have incredibly intense jobs. You have staffs to run, whether they're an entire, whether they're 400,000, <laughs> 400 million, 400 million, <laughs> 400, no, just kidding, 400,000 employees, 4,000, 4,000. Yeah. I thought you Girl. said 400. <laughs> I went, well, it's like a hospital system. But I will put, really, I'll put that on my really resume really now. Yeah. She's the yes. president of America. Um, no, but Jesse, your, your staff is probably about eight people yes about eight people um it's uh a group of creatives so we're you know always getting Constantly into i mean if you in. look at the services we offer you actually notice like you know it's a wide range because we can do a lot but also right. we like to piddle in a lot of things so yeah. um but so you're kind of in your career where you're building your staff because you can't do it all by yourself. No, I can't. You're learning that this year, aren't you? Oh, yeah. And your, your staff is a lot of really strong-minded women, which I love. And they're whipping <laughs> you into shape. I see it every day. They're getting you in your schedule. I had two they're... sisters. I had a, a mom, and uh, the, they were all – like, my mom was a teacher, so I had teachers who were like moms. So I was raised in, in – in, and guided by women so it actually is it's it's a good thing hey, you're welcome yeah <laughs> and leaders they want to be guided sometimes they want to be mm -hmm. they want the follow-up and the questions asked back mm -hmm. to them so it's it becomes that's how you grow your team that's right that's right and it's a solid team too like we're running around this gulf coast uh all the way from and we really focus on the main three counties i mean we we will go to new orleans we have some panama city but it's like these main three counties that we can get to um the communication, the timeliness, the quality that we offer um, for the three coastal communities is, um, to me, it's unmatched down here. You know, yeah. that's just, I mean, I'm a little biased, but still. Jesse, tell us where you're from originally and how long you've been in Ocean Springs. I was born in the Ocean Springs Hospital uh, <laughs> awesome. in 1990. And then uh, I... Uh, 90s babies. That's right. We moved to the country, which was is now not country anymore. It's like right at the beginning of Latimer. So about 30 seconds north of exit 50 and it's, mm -hmm. it's all being industrialized now. So, um, born and raised there. And, uh, I love, I love ocean Springs. I love the feel of ocean Springs always have. My grandmother was at the, uh, the Villa Maria. Yeah. Like that. mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's where she was at. I mean, that's where I spent the millennium, you know, that when the new year's I spent the, my, my 2000 year, I'll never forget it in that building. <laughs> um, so ocean Springs has always been near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so both of you have growing careers here right now. 
you are from the South, Tiffany, but um, you're just now kind of working here officially over the last eight years, you said? Yes. Okay. So in the last eight years, Ocean Springs has changed a lot. (laughs) Yes, it has. And also, we've just gone through a pandemic. Um, There's been a lot to recover from. I think it's shown us a lot of what is necessary versus what's not necessary and also like where our focus needs to be, how to prioritize. So running staffs and having big responsibilities, how do you guys, um, how do you guys adjust with the world into your bubble of a career? Um, when it comes to making large decisions, is it something you, you, you pull your people in? Are your people your staff? Are they outside of that? So how do you guys deal with big change happening with the world and continuing to make your your business successful in that you want to i can go (laughs) i want to hear this answer (laughs) oh no i mean i think for me my team uh which my team is my senior river health system executive team and then it it just it extends out from there from an employee standpoint and then you know my family as well and so those decisions i feel like i surround myself with people who really know what they're doing. I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like the first thing you have to admit Mm -hmm. (laughs) as a leader is that you, you can't know everything. Mm -hmm. And so you surround yourself with that, with experts. So you make those decisions and it's, you know, it's not always going to be like, okay, well, I agree with you or not. I I don't want people at the table that are always going to just say yes, Tiffany, because that's Mm -hmm. not a, you know, a sustainable model from a leadership standpoint. And we really teach resilience. People make fun all the time of like, oh gosh, the generations today with their work-life balance you know, situation. But what I've realized through this pandemic and even afterwards, it's not just generational. People need that work-life balance for the resilience to make the big decisions. Because someone exactly. came in the office yesterday and was like, you know, I'm busy, but I wasn't busy like pandemic busy. And I'm almost in a traumatic situation because of that. And we have to retrain our brains that it's okay because we're not going to make really good decisions for the future of our people if we don't step back and say, okay, like put the oxygen mask on us first. Yeah. Right. Care so we can take care of everybody else. Mm -hmm. I I love what you said about retraining your brain. Mm -hmm. I think that that's the important point here. We have to do that over and over and over as we're going through situations that are traumatic. Yeah. Um, even if we're not realizing it and in the moment and then you come out of it and you're like, man, why do I just feel so heavy? Yes. Why is that so much harder for me now? You know, it's, it's that, it's that moment when you know you have to like take that for yourself and retrain your brain. I like that. And I also like what you said about surrounding yourselves with people who are experts. It's a, it's a theme that the mayor uses all the time Mm -hmm. that he can't possibly, you can't possibly know everything like you you know, and so, but you surround yourself and you trust those people. Correct. Like trusting them to give you, you know, their opinions because, you know, they're, they're experts. Yeah. Because if you don't allow them to do what they do well, they're going to leave and exactly. find somewhere who will let <laughs> them Allowing leaders be leaders is so important right. as the dominant leader. The so we'll talk leader. about delegating in a minute. Jesse, we want to hear. <laughs> I need advice. No. <laughs> Jesse, this I is hear. a therapy session. For <laughs> it, that is literally next season. We should add therapy in, in our city Heck culture yeah. therapy. Okay. So Jesse, you tell us. You tell us. Um, if I'm, I'm just trying to remember the the question, but I think you I got it. We always hold. do this. What's the original? No, no but but I think I think I got a hold of it. Okay. Um, retru- like what I've learned 
ask me the question again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. I, you I forgot so. to. <laughs> I don't even know if I answered the question. You did answer the question. I'm not going to lie. I'll be behind the camera <laughs> and I will listen to this and I'll, because I'm watching things and somebody yeah. will ask the question and I'll hear the response and then the, the other person will be like, what was the question? I'm like, pay attention, dude. I just fell for it. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be judging. That's right. That's right. So we have a lot of change in our world. Mm-hmm. And we're all oh, yeah. trying to yeah. move forward with <laughs> our, our careers, our day-to-day, our staff, delegating to our staff. When things are changing in a big way, how do you manage to move, to successfully move forward with your, your own decisions and your staff for your uh, business? I'll tell you this, especially in our industry, it's changing drastically because AI is coming, you know, so that's yeah. a big deal, um, especially with web design, um, editing photos and videos. I mean, you can, they have these things now where you can, you know, write code, things like that. That's the big change coming. Don't tell all the secrets. Oh, no, 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 I'm not. (laughs) But um, I've learned this. And just like you said, like, I don't know everything. I don't touch photography. I I always knew that. Videography, I I, I fell into and I fell in love with it. So that's something I love to do. Web design is something I love to do. But like photography, even social media, it's not my favorite. So I've learned to just trust and to, to not like they are the professionals at that. Um, we can make, I can make the deals, but I have the people I know behind me, the personnel that's going to get that job done and do it right. Um, but when it comes to managing that, I've always been this type of person. Just, I do like, Mm -hmm. I just, I I just do. And I I go head on and I am going to make mistakes. I still do, but I learn from those mistakes and I'm now I'm watching my team do that to where, I know the mistakes that I've made. So I try to say, Hey, just try to avoid this. And if they make that mistake, it's just a learning thing. Yeah. It's really cool to watch that because I was that like three, four years ago mm-hmm. making those mistakes. Okay. You got to transfer a domain to a, you know, a new website. Well, you do that. Well, guess what? 50 emails just went down. What are you going to do? Yeah. Now yes. I know how to transfer a domain to a website properly. Right. Like something like that I've learned. And, uh, and you I just got to learn the hard way. Yeah, and that, that's what I've learned. If you learn the hard way, it brings a lot of experience. And with that experience, you know, you can make, you can price yourself better because you're like, okay, I have that behind my belt. Oh yeah. So that's sure. a very vulnerable situation when you make mistakes in front of your staff. All day. And and then, and then <laughs> exactly. you got to regain their trust somehow because you know, you know how like groups, people can, they can just like infiltrate an, a thought. And then you're like, man, it just took me a week to undo that thought. Like everything's <laughs> fine. We all still have it together. <laughs> but I think the transparency you know. of making the mistake allows them to trust you because I think that's the, I mean, the more you let people in, the more they allow, they are allowed to trust you. I think, I mean, we learned that over the past year with this sell the health system is that Mm -hmm. everything was so in cloak, you know, Mm -hmm. like, oh gosh, what's, what's happening. And I mean, the moment I got in, I was like, we're, you know, Shannon Wall, the, our chief marketing, I was like, we're going to kick the doors open. Like we want people to see this. And that, that, gave us trust for people so so tell us a little bit about you know you're leading this executive team what would you say is your leadership style I mean I like that question that is a really good (laughs) question uh so I I feel like I have a democratic style I mean we we meet actually every two weeks to meet for two hours to go over strategy and I mean I do think that at the end of the day I'm responsible you know for the entirety of the system um, so if I feel very, you know, strongly or, you know, sometimes passionate is a bad word, but passionate about yeah. something, um, I will put it out there. But at the end of the day, if we all can't come to a consensus in that room, 
um, then what are we doing for everybody else? So yeah. I, I allow for that, um, you know, kind of everyone give their, you know, spiel and, and we run by facts and data and things like that. But um, yeah, so I don't, I don't think there's no like delegative thing. I mean, all during COVID, if there was something that had to be done really fast paced, I mean, it was like, okay, we're all wearing masks tomorrow. Like this is what's <laughs> yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. Wow. Um, but, but is there like a vote? Or is it like no, you like, listen and you take from yep we listen from your and, board yeah we listen and have the conversation and you know I, we ultimately report up to really two different uh, boards which is the board of trustees at the hospital and the board of supervisors right um, so if, you know we bring those decisions and say this is you know what we recommend these are our resolutions but um, it's a there's no vote but mm -hmm. we all really just come together and say these are our four pillars our strategies this is what we're going to do and all um, all of those but I'm never I don't come in and say you know our strategy on employees this is what we're going to do you good okay we're you, you know like, <laughs> so that two-hour meeting that's your that's with your main staff mm -hmm. and then they go out to their team correct and that happens every two weeks. Every two weeks. That's your staff meeting. You don't have a weekly staff meeting. No. So I meet with, we probably see each other every single day, but we have a, so every two weeks we sit down for two hours, my executive team, there's 12 of us. Um, and then every month, uh, or actually every quarter, we go offsite for eight hours and just pick two things and say this these we're going to make decisions on these today wow. and implement this and then this is good advice <laughs> I mean, this is good advice and then I, we move <laughs> team. and then we meet yeah. with our 200 leaders yes, you yeah. do yeah in in your own way you have it yes you okay <laughs> <laughs> anyways that's but then awesome. we meet with our 200 leaders and then they get it out to their staff so it's a just a like a, a ritual to that we make sure we get in front of people and then how often do you meet with your staff we don't meet a lot. <laughs> we are very remote. Uh, and that's why people want to work with us yeah. because we're remote workers. I mean, if your laptop can go with you, if your camera can go with you, um, we're all contractors really. So it's not like a W2 thing. Right, it's like, right. but we work uh, closely together on projects. Um, I'll get the calls usually. Hey, we need a photo session. Hey, we need a new website. Hey, can you run our social media? Hey, we want to start a podcast. I get that message across to the person I feel like would fit bet fit best, and I'll I'll walk them I'll walk with them. Mm -hmm. Besides photography, I just I'm just call REL or Pitch. Like, hey, you you, you got to do this. I'm not, I'm <laughs> you got to do this. Um, but also my my uh, my leadership style I would say is a dictatorship. I'm oh, just playing. I'm I'm just just playing. I was like, okay. how are we gonna spend this positive? No, yes, uh, yes, no, yes. <laughs> no, no. Um, my it's almost like. Uh, it's got it's a democratic yeah. you know it's it's definitely because it's uh <laughs> what <laughs> a democracy sorry it just made me think about something that happened yesterday basically this woman came up to me and she wants to do a program here which i'm i'm always open for anybody's ideas but it's like it's like a death group and they just talk about death and it's not a negative thing like it's 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 like to educate people about death and like the history of it and then there's activities and i was like really and i was like i was really listening to her and and taking it in and i was like i'm considering it like i really am considering it so you know Culture. i was i was waiting to i was gonna listen to your dictatorship leader style <laughs> no style. The, I, I was just messing so like i try every we're, we're all professionals in our own lane but we're now starting to cross channels because um i 2016 is when i started hill tree and then uh, pandemic hit 
So you got to think I was a one man show for a long time and the pandemic hit and guess what happened? The opposite of what I thought was going to happen. I was like, well, there goes my business. You had a surge of people saying, Hey, um, I don't have a website. Hey, I don't have a social media presence. Right, I don't right. have a digital footprint. I need to connect. Help me yeah. because none of my clients can reach me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. And I'm talking about a massive surge to the point where I'm sitting around saying, I don't know what to like. I'm starting to turn down work. And then I, had these wedding photographers, these these professional photographers, um, a videographer, graphic designer, IT specialist, like all their stuff shut down. So then, well, aren't you lucky? Yeah, I was very lucky, very <laughs> lucky. So out of the pandemic, birth, all the bad went away. Okay, yeah, out of the pandemic, burst what I call like the Hill Tree Collective Unit. Like, like okay, we were group, creative oh, collective, and, and I was like, once y'all's venues start opening back up, couple was a church, you know, when weddings start back up. You know, we can go back to our own thing. And then I realized, no, I can't do this without people. Yeah. And uh, and since then, we've just been rocking and rolling until it stops. I don't know if you'll share your business model, which that might be too personal. But I just want to say I love your business model. I love the way you're forming a team for yourself and through subcontracting. Yeah, and it's I always it tell people. It keeps it real simple and it keeps everybody invested with all the projects. So. Yep. So it's uh, real quick. It's a subscription-based model to where... You can subscribe to marketing just like you can subscribe to netflix you pay you get marketing services for the month um and it's up to you know you have different packages we have abc and a is like the lower tier c is like you get everything um and then what we do is it's profit sharing so it's like throughout each project we're profit sharing so it keeps everybody invested in each product so you're not just making a base pay and it's like you know you can sit back and twiddle your thumbs like you want you want the retain the business you got to do the work so right um and it's worked so far that's awesome i love it i love it i think it's super smart and it all came out because i was like you know what netflix is a cool model and like my graphic designer he was like do a subscription i was like yeah don't nobody's re-end. nobody's doing that it's 2020 i was like subscribe to marketing i like that i like cool. that, I like really that. Great. yeah there's no reason in reinventing the wheel exactly I love it. So y'all both live in Ocean Springs and, you know, we always have something going on in here, projects, people investing, the health system is building their workforce um, building. So what would you like to see as residents, not necessarily people that work here, but residents, what would you like to see Ocean Springs have? Like, what are we missing? What is the thing? I think y'all need more videos. (laughs) in dictatorship (laughs) wow Um, I'll tell you this I mean I would have to think about that a little bit longer but the route that I'm seeing it go is kind of what what I would be hoping for because it always seemed like growing up here and with my grandmother and you know the, the older generation who's not with us anymore but I mean you know seeing what it's become especially in the past four or five years wow um it's just I'm seeing it expand and grow and it, it almost to a point where I went to my honeymoon in St. Augustine in Savannah, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course we did like the, we went to Richmond all the way up to Cape Cod. Like we, me and my wife, we traveled before we had kids. I mean, we still travel, but now it's more like <laughs> Disney and things like that. But now I'm starting to see Ocean Springs be that destination of like, Hey, I want my honeymoon to be in Ocean Springs. Like to me, that's when you're starting to make a, a footprint. Cause I don't want to go. I don't like really like the, um, uh, what do you call it? sandals and all that. I'm sure my right. wife yeah, does, resorts. but I'm, but I'm not that type of person. Yeah, right. I like to like go in there. Let's learn the history. Like Wait, you Ar- don't like to drink out of coconuts? Oh, I'm sh- sure. I bet you can I'm, get one down here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Go to mosaics. So that's what we need. We need, we need, we need, Kenny, we need more coconut trees. Um, but yeah, so I, to me, what, what Ocean Springs is becoming 
And that's why I want to be cemented into this community. Yeah. As you raise a family here. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not going anywhere. I'm so, I'm a homebody. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, we, so we have this double-edged sword, right? So people are like, we got to keep our small town charm. Don't let anybody know what we have. Don't let these outsiders in. <laughs> and then you have us who is like pushing, you know, yeah. Ocean Springs is a place to be. Come and put your business here. Raise your family here. You want your doctors to come here and live here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we don't have, you know, the casinos. We don't have, you know, that kind of industry here mm -hmm. in Ocean Springs. I mean, it's in Jackson County. I mean, there's industry in Jackson right. County. But um, so, you know, what do you think attracts people here? Well, I, growing up in Mobile, I mean, our destination was Fairhope. Like right. that's where my parents took us. And I, you know, I, that's how I, and I went to my, I got my bachelor's at Jacksonville University in Jacksonville, Florida. So I lived in St. Augustine. So it's just yeah, a beautiful know, place. And so it reminds me a lot of both of those mm -hmm. places. And I think that we're kind of, you know, standing on the edge of a, of a knife about, you know, do we, do we keep the small town charm, which I think like Fairhope was able to do, St. Augustine was able to do and still grow their arts, their music, yeah. their food, um, that vibe. But how do you do that and not um, like oversaturate? Mm -hmm. And so it's not that place where people want to come and invest. And uh, so, I, I mean, I do, I think, I think you have to keep a balance because you do have the New Orleans and you have the uh, Biloxi right next. So I think they can get there close enough and it's just, you know, managing the expectations of who you want in your city. Yeah. And right. I have a five and seven year old. And so I want to be able to walk you know around and safely you know, yeah safely yeah and, <laughs> and find activity on your way like this is yeah well not that five and seven year olds would be on the exercise equipment but they I, might be well, i have yeah, seen, them seen them on yeah, the, you know the beaches are amazing and so i think you can still be innovative and grow and not have to be a new orleans or a biloxi or a mobile you right. can be the fair hopes in the saint augustines mm -hmm. and i yeah. do think that that's like just a different vibe mm -hmm. if you were the new orleans i'd leave i can't i can't mm -hmm. do th that's one thing i've learned as i'm getting older that the crowds that that city i can visit it for a day Absolutely. maybe two but i'm ready to go back to Ocean springs like right. i like yeah. the and i know we're, we want to grow we're not always going to be a small town i mean you look 100 years from now what is Ocean springs going to be like it's right. going to be very interesting to see what that how it expands but uh you know, I think the route that they're going, they're still keeping that small town charm, mm -hmm. but they also understand. And I mean, I, I, I'm hearing all these things that we're saying, we just got done filming the state of the city. So a lot of these things I've just poured myself <laughs> in editing wise, but I'm, I'm hearing all the words from everybody and it makes total sense. And what's cool is everybody is like parallel. Like they're on, they're on the same yeah. track. Nobody was like, I wanted, to, we should do a, or we should do B. It was like, everybody was on that A train. It was really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So you mentioned the word balance and it got me thinking it would be amazing to hear when you wake up, what, what did, what does your day look like and how do you find balance throughout your day? Like what's your first few decisions and how do you go about getting through your work day and then getting home and still being as good of who you are at work as <laughs> who you need to be at home? So anybody? Yeah, mine is a very sad situation. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I wake up and I cry, and then I go to work and I lock myself up and I cry some no. more. I mean, to be honest, I, we, Oliver and I, Oliver's my husband, we wake up very, very early. Um, I check my emails. I run in the mornings just so I can 
kind of get recentered. It, you know, people are like, oh, that's really healthy. And I'm, it, it has nothing to do with like physicality. It's mental for mm-hmm. me. It's just to kind of deep breathe for, you know, 30 minutes and come back. And, and again, five and seven, I try to you know, get them out the door as much mm-hmm. as possible. But I usually have to, <laughs> but it's usually on Oliver. I mean, I'm telling you, if I didn't have um, a husband that pretty much did all of those things, I would never be able to get to work at seven o'clock in the morning and, you know, start making those big decisions. And so I usually, you know, then my day is like this week has been nuts. So it's <laughs> yeah. like six to seven at night and things like that. But, you know, when I get home, we all try to eat together. That's like a really important thing for me. Yeah. Um, the kids may have already eaten dinner, but I'm like, you know, just like saying Sitting a blessing yeah. and they can eat, you know, veggie strips or whatever that they're eating. And, you know, I think it's, and then Oliver and I try to have some time with each other. And then I go back to emails nope. before I go to bed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, the balance is hard. And I know that, you know, it's just as hard for a, you know, f- a father and a husband, but the, the pressure of like, I try to take my kids to school at least once a week. I try to pick them up once a week. Yeah. Um, Harry's in jujitsu now, so I, you know, I try to get to you know see him yeah. one time, like every other week or something. It's just that pull of making sure you do all of that. Yeah, and being intentional. Yes, uh, about it, and knowing that I can't do everything. Yeah, you know, I think that that's a. I love that. I love that you make. Um, so when I came back to the city and. Glenn, my husband, was taking my son to school and picking them up because they're in Gulfport. I'm in Ocean Springs. It just made sense. And I was like, I am never seeing my child, like mm-hmm. spending that time with him. So now I take him to school yep. in the morning mm-hmm. and Glenn mm-hmm. picks him up because it's harder for me to leave yeah. at Work. the end of the day yeah. <laughs> than yeah. it is to, you know, on my way in. And so I just love that. It's great advice, <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> no, like, we're all doing it. <laughs> So, Josie, you wake up in the morning. How do you start your day? How do you start thinking through how to delegate to your team? What is it? What's it look like in the morning with your family? It depends on what project I'm on at the time. Um, some projects are clockwork. Some projects are, you know, massive projects that, you know, as we get closer to the deadline, I'm staying up later hours, things like that. Um, but lately, what's really cool is I, um, my wife is a teacher at Lighthouse Academy for Dyslexia in Ocean Springs. And um, she has to be at work 7, 7, 15. Uh, my daughter, she is five. My son is two. Um, my son is watched by my mother-in-law. Uh, thank God. And, uh, <laughs> and she comes over or you drop them off? She comes over. Oh, my God. That's um, nice. It's nice. Uh, she's a huge blessing for our family. Um, and then I take my daughter usually to school. Sometimes Stephanie will, will do it if she can, you know, get her up and my daughter's like me like crawling out of the bed like frustrated having to put clothes (laughs) so anyways um it's it's a balance that i'm i'm learning as i go because if if i didn't have a a a wife that was like you know hey you gotta spend more time if she just didn't care i would be a workaholic i would Mm -hmm. work 24 hours because that's what happens when you're in business for yourself um but one thing i've learned this this is another thing that we've been doing at night We've actually started doing puzzles. So we'll buy like Disney puzzles. We'll do it as a family because she's five. My daughter's five. So she's like into that. But putting our phone on the phone charger for about two or three hours. Oh, I love it. So we get home and usually we're, we're caught in the act of just like, you know, just kind yeah, of sitting scrolling. there. And then we're just like, yeah. let's go put our phone on the charger. So I'll take our phone. I'll take my phone. We'll put it on the charger. and We'll just sit there. We won't even, if we have the TV on, it's like some Disney thing or whatever. Yeah. My, my daughter loves that stuff. 
but that has really gotten us to like have deeper conversations That's it's incredible. crazy what those phones will do <laughs> like you're on that phone you're just scrolling yeah. yeah and I'll, I'll sit there and and now like Steph and I, we've, we're talking so much deep, like those hours mm -hmm. that we do that, it's a deeper conversation versus yeah. how was your day? Cool. Sky was blue. See that right out there. And now it's more <laughs> like, see that right yeah, there. yeah. It's like more like, you know, Hey, what are our goals for the next year and five years? What do you want to do with around that, our that's house? That's some intense conversation. You know, yeah. Like, I hey, I was thinking y'all were flirting. Or yeah. No, 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 no. Well, we'll, we'll flirt that too. That is kind of flirting. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll flirt what's going know. on in five years? What's our goal? <laughs> you want yeah, another baby? Is, like what's going on? That is pretty sexy. What am I even saying? Let's go. No, but she, uh, <laughs> like we'll talk about vacations and things like that and that gets me all excited because like I like to look forward to the you know I'm ready to get to that next mm -hmm. thing but then also I'm learning this too the more I'm rushing to those next things the more like the faster they're growing up I know. And gosh it goes fast oh. all the older people in my life was like it goes by fast I'm like sure you know I'm getting no sleep I want to get them out of this infant stage now right. we're out of that infant stage we're in that cute you know almost two-year-old stage but then I'm looking at my daughter if it's five years old I'm like she just had a normal conversation with me. Like, right. what happened? Right. And Lily turns fine. yes, and Lily turned seven this past year. I mean, they are like little humans. Yeah, like, and Benjamin's is... four, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Know. How'd you learn that sentence? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, she said something to me. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna pause the whole podcast for this, but it'll come to me. <laughs> but it was like, wow. No, you know what it was? <laughs> she uh. No, but it'll come to me. <laughs> continue, continue. So glad that that had happened to other people. Yeah. <laughs> Always. I had a question. How do you, how do you, <laughs> what is happening on that side? Of the how about this? How about I ask? The mercury is so moving into, I'm we, just kidding. We're talking about balance, work life, <laughs> life, home life balance. How do you found balance? Yeah. Both of you, how about that? Oh, that's what I was asking you guys. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, Raven? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. have any kids, so I know. what's my excuse? Uh, hey, but it, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people without kids watching the show. And they want to hear, you know, yeah. what you have. Because they're all like probably listening to us and be like, well, they don't relate to me, but yeah. right. maybe you do. Yeah. Is so. this to me or Raven? This yeah. is to both it's of you. Oh, okay. Ahead. You go first. So I wake up. <laughs> okay. Let me just preface I this. <laughs> I put bread in the toaster. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me just preface this. with I just got through with a month of Ramadan. No, I'm not fully Muslim. My dad's Muslim. My mom's Christian. And I just take from certain traditions that mean something to me and my family and, and practice them. Oh, and there's cool. the full Ramadan this yes. year. And I was very proud of Oliver, yes. Oliver for that. Yes. Um, so maybe you can even recognize it's, it's oh. some of the things I'm about to say. It's very hard to change your habits. So I'm really proud of you, number one, for changing some of the habits that you've made with your wife just on your own without it being like, okay, it's the new year. I've got all these new goals. You mm -hmm. know, it's not like that. It's like you guys recognize something and you made a decision to change that habit. And that's very hard for most people to do. So good for you guys. So Ramadan forces you to do that, whether you want it or not. And your family. And, and your family. <laughs> yeah. And everyone around you. Sorry, everybody. But you know, um, what it does is it makes you wake up very early because you have to eat something before the sun comes up. And that time, I forget after a year, I'm, my schedule's different. And then I get back into Ramadan and I had to prepare this year because it was very shocking to me last year. So I started waking up earlier before Ramadan started. Mm -hmm. And that time with yourself is everything. So you get up and you know you you run and you check your emails and you just have that time for yourself, that, that 30 minutes to breathe and take it all in. I fully understand that. Mm -hmm. So I wake up in the morning and Ramadan has reminded me to do this again. Um, but I spend two hours with myself 
yes. before people are coming at me all day. And I, my job, I don't understand it. I'm not a doctor. I'm not really that important. But people blow me up all day. <laughs> and it is intense. It's intense. It brings out things in you that you're like, you know, you got to get it. You got to keep it together. You got to stay calm. You got to learn how to delegate. You got to maintain your schedule to help maintain their schedules. It is, it's a huge responsibility being a leader in, in whatever field that is. Mm -hmm. So I get up and have that two hours with myself. I, I, I exercise, I meditate, I have my coffee. I love all my puppy dogs. I listen to music. It's pretty simple. That's like my routine. And then I come into work and I try to just let everybody do their thing first. And we check in with, with each other inside the hour. Um, and then that way everyone gets to check their emails. Most days I don't get to check my emails. Don't. I don't know what happens. It's like a maintenance guy will be sitting there waiting on me as I'm coming into work or like I, I, my staff likes to follow me sometimes up the staircase asking me a lot of questions and like, they're great. Everyone's great. Everyone's doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing, but it's about, you know, turning around and communicating what also what you need to keep it, keep your sanity. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, there's definitely like a routine throughout the week that I know now I need. And it, and again, Ramadan reminds me of that. A lot of change has happened in my life in the last couple of years. And so I'm just like, okay, I got to make everything easier for mm -hmm. solo me and, and how to maintain two dogs and keep a house by yeah. myself and, uh, keep, you know, keep all my things going at work where everyone's happy and. You know, it's just, it is a constant check-in. It really, truly is. Um, but I've, I've learned that not one thing fills my cup. Um, and not one person, uh, well, besides my self-love, not one person can, can be enough for, for what I, I think I need for my balance in life. So I definitely like make sure to invest my time into the people that are, um, not just feeding me, but that's super important that you are surrounding yourself with people who's feeding you, but, um, that you love and they're, they're your family, whether they're blood or not, you yeah. know, and, um, and, and making sure like even the people I'm working with keeping a professional relationship, but a thoughtful, loving relationship where you're also checking in with them. Um, the last thing I'll say is it's actually a very cute moment, um, at state of the city, um, uh, I was asked by my lovely friend Raven to open up the state of the city and give a five minute speech, welcome speech. And it was really beautiful. And I was very appreciative. And I, I felt I felt like it connected with everyone. But I was feeling kind of nervous, you know, and I was acting like I wasn't. But then I was. Um, and I sat next to the mayor on stage and, you know, I was going to welcome it. And then he was going to give the whole presentation. And he looked at me and he was like, you OK? And I was like, yeah, are you OK? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, you want to do a breathing exercise? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we both just breathed in three times real heavily and then breathed out and just looked at each other. And we're like, all right, we're good. And I swear it helped so much to be able to just have that relationship with him where we can know, like, we're only human. And we do need that connection to do the things that we do that seem so big, you know, like being leaders and things. Yeah. Um, so it's that balance of uh, maintaining yourself and then maintaining your relationships and also getting a lot of sleep. Hmm. Sleep is everything. I got to get to that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't have kids, so I really, you know. Well, like it's not it. even the kids that, I, my mind races mm -hmm. so much at night, because um, it's like literally the only time that I have by myself. Yeah. And so then I start, I'm like, oh, 
Yeah, I forgot all day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I agree with you. Sleep is probably. I, I listen to the Bobby Bone Show, and he's always talking about um, sleep and how much that can you know really change your life because he couldn't sleep for a really long time, and um, but that's why I run in the mornings because it, it tires you out a little bit. Yes, calms me down. Yeah, tires yeah. me. So, what about you, Raven? What? What's the question? Balance. <laughs> how do you find like, work life balance? How do you start your balance? day? Well, like it's also about like your your routine. Like how you yeah. know, routine is everything. So I think this year I've been trying to be really intentional about my balance. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things that I've kind of taken myself out of. So I was in junior auxiliary of Gulfport. I was on the board. I have taken myself out of it because the time. Like I'm just thinking about time with Benjamin time with work and then I own an event business which I'm scaling back and so um when I wake up in the morning after I've hit my alarm at least three times Mm -hmm. (laughs) it starts at 5 30 and I usually roll out of bed at six and I immediately I check emails Mm -hmm. I you know I have two phones so I'm checking my personal and my city phone um and checking our social media just to make sure no one has I don't know, threaten the city or <laughs> something <laughs> awful um, that I need to address. And and I just kind of, I mean, in the morning, I've, I've been intentional about listening to music and that and kind of trying to get out of my head. My, my thoughts race constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when I feel tired, um, like I'm just tired of thinking or like tired of making decisions. <laughs> You're like, uh, I will binge watch Netflix. There oh my God, go. I'm watching the Nato 210 right now. Like the <laughs> no. old Nato 210. Exactly. <laughs> nice. I, and I'll watch, you know, like Laguna Beach or Sex I'll watch in the Ray, city. Sex in the God. City. I've watched that. Or True some blood. like trash yes, TV where I don't have to think. Like it's just entertainment for me to laugh. And it's like a good, I don't know, one, two hours. Mm-hmm. I will try. I'm not going to touch an iPad. I'm not going to mm-hmm. touch a phone. My phone ends up back in my hand, but like I'm trying to not be in my head about what else is going on. Yeah. And so I think that is is a type of balance. Um, You know, I find myself being consumed in my job um, just because, you know, I have my own task. But, you know, my one of my biggest tasks is to make sure the mayor's on task. Mm -hmm. So like, you know. (laughs) reminding him what to wear that's yeah. my favorite or thing. say <laughs> or say or don't forget so to smile you know, last week in earth day here mm-hmm. yes i put it on his calendar but i still text him don't forget you have to go to earth day today because you're welcoming all these people like i did that too because i got your back <laughs> i mean it's the thoughts that never you know never end and so um i definitely binge watch netflix music is a big thing I do scroll on TikTok and look for recipes to cook that I'm love never going to cook because I'm never at home to cook in the kitchen. That but is hilarious. <laughs> I've never it. seen you cook. <laughs> but you do scroll on TikTok a lot now for our little workout sessions. Exactly. Which I love. Very so, helpful. Very helpful. Um, I found a cat video the other day to show your assistant cat. Like, you know, just connect <laughs> with people. I mean, it, it, it's great. But um, it the balance for me has been difficult and I recognize it. Yeah. Um, and I recognize where I need to, um, fill my own cup more so I can be there for the mayor, be there for Benjamin, be there for all the people around me. Be there for you first though. Yeah. Put my oxygen mask on first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I think that that's very uh, realistic. You know, we're we're talking like oh, this is what we do and this is how we maintain, but it's it's a constant thing where you have to remind yourself, don't forget. You know, take some time for yourself. I mean, yeah. it isn't easy, especially when certain busy seasons come mm-hmm. and you just know. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. your priorities are going to be work, but <laughs> if you let everything else go to the wayside as the leader, there's repercussions. You know what I miss as we're talking? Because the phone came up a while. And I'll, I'll tell my wife all this, and she's like, oh, you're ridiculous. And it's really weird, but home phones. Oh, I know. I saw, well, watching Nano 210, they have home phones. <laughs> <laughs> like, because it's, it's like, like, and it's like, oh, and the sound. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like they'll, you know, you get a call today, mm-hmm. and it's like, Hey, I'm busy or I'm eating lunch or, you know, I'm talking with my son or my my daughter, like, but you have this important call and it's like, they know you got the phone because you're always on the phone. Yeah. And it's like, man, don't you wish you were like, you know, had a home phone, but not at home. Yeah. Right. But that's, that's one of those things I've always tell if I get a lot of calls, like 20 or 30 calls a day for different requests, which could be a good thing or it could be like a damage control thing. Right. (laughs) But it's like, man, I wish, I wish I just had a home phone so I can just go drive. Sorry. But and put it away. It has a place. You're not the place exactly. for the phone anymore. Exactly. You know? So, anyways, the phones are great for business, yeah. and they're great for entertainment, uh, communication, of course. But also, I've learned if you put that phone on the charger for two or three hours at five o'clock, so nobody yeah. can say because that's when you. That just made me very anxious. I did meet you. <laughs> well, and I mean, at the hospital, it's twenty four seven. So yeah. I mean, like. Yeah. When you have shootings in the middle of the night or if you have yeah. something oh, happen to a... See, that's a little more pressure than just somebody's <laughs> website going down or like a, hey, you're missing a comma in this description. Like, come on, man. Like, to me, that's pressure. Yours is in a totally different, like, galaxy. I, well, I mean, we, you know, talking about phones and mental health and all of these expectations we put on ourselves. And, you know, we had someone come in um, and pull a gun on one of our uh, employees. And, you wow. know, if I don't have yeah. my phone on me I feel you know responsible and so there's like mm-hmm. this pull between me and the role that I've chosen wow. to take and so how accessible do you guys have to be in your day-to-day is there a boundary like already like noted with your staff or do you pretty much have to be on call 24 7 I mean I think that they respect the boundaries of if it this isn't they know what's important and what's not yeah. But they also know that I'm available 24 hours a day. If there's something that extreme, I mean, from a, I mean, just from a political standpoint, and from a, a, a well-being, you know, health and well-being standpoint, of the employees. I mean, so when storms come through, mm-hmm. like about I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, okay, is, are windows out? Or is the water? I mean, when Pascagoula, when the water went down, oh, yeah. you know, um, I was headed out of town and I was like, well, I know that if it doesn't come back on, I mean, like, I'm not going to be able to leave tomorrow type situation. So there's just some expectation, um, but it's, we have an understanding of what's emergent and what's not. Mm-hmm. So you guys have um, the roles of, of being uh, the boss. So you have different categories of things that you have to always follow up on with each staff member or each like section within the hospital how do you delegate that throughout your day or is it weekly do you do you really focus on one section of the hospital oh it's daily I think I mean so we have different individuals that are responsible for service lines um and you know leaders so we have there's about 12 on the 
you know, senior team. I think there's like 10 on the executive team, but there's 200 leaders. And so I really delegate to my 10 senior, uh, my 10 on that sit on the executive team, my chiefs. Um, and it's pretty much daily. I mean, I, I do it via email and calendar. I live off my calendar. My assistant, Jackie, is she's my lifeline to the world. She yeah. says yes and no. She says, you know, you know, what can I do? What can I not do? And then I de- kind of delegate off my calendar and um, via email because I know that I can't. No, I have I am CC'd on everything, mm-hmm. but I have a really chaotic, organized way of doing <laughs> my email. I have like if you went to my computer. I have 17,000 icons because I save everything to my desktop. <laughs> Me too. Oh, gosh. <laughs> desktop crew, baby. Yes. Desktop crew. Because I'm like, why do you need all those folders? Like, I know where this is or I can just search it yeah. off of my desktop. <laughs> and then my email, too. I have like 17,000 folders. But I just delete it and look in my deleted folder. Like, right <laughs> yeah, <back. exactly. laughs> Oh, my God. This is giving me anxiety right now. So, uh, I, I feel it. People will people will look at my like I'll 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 get you know somebody with the meeting and I'm actually sometimes like I don't want them to see my screen yeah. because it will tell them the type of person I am. They might not hire me. They'll be like, this guy is just all over the place. Let's let's move on. So I'm that always like so keeping true. it. You know, I do save everything to my desktop and my laptop was acting crazy to, this week. <laughs> And our IT lady came in and she was like, I think your, your laptop is about to go out. I said, well, I can't do that today because everything's on my desktop. <laughs> she was like, well, you need to take that over, right? I was like, immediately yeah. I put it in some folders and it just says Raven's desktop. <laughs> With the go. date. <laughs> yes, yes. My CIO, every time he sees it, he's like, like so shameful. And I'm like, I can't help <laughs> I can't it. It's easier. (laughs) So talking about work-life balance and, you know, kind of how we do our day, what do you like to do for fun? And fun specifically in Ocean Springs. But (laughs) what do you like to do for fun here? Uh, I love to ride bikes. Like the kids can ride bikes without training wheels now. And so we live like uh, down by... Next level. Yes. (laughs) So we live down by East Beach. So uh, it's fun to like kind of do that. Um, we love coming downtown. It's just probably, I mean, like we came down last night um, and ate at Mason Delu, and you know, I, I mean, really, we just we play on the parks. Yeah. yeah, we go to the event. So you know, this you know weekend there's events that we'll be coming to. Um, we have the Heart Walk in Jackson County. Mm-hmm. So there's always just something to do, and we just. We spend it outside as much as humanly possible because I'm inside right. all day. Yeah. And so we try to do as much outside as possible. And then Oliver and I, we have Fridays where they go to their pawpaws who just, um, he was at the inlet and bought a house um, out uh, in, it's in Ocean Springs as well. And we moved him over from Mobile. So yeah. he's now in Ocean Spring. Yeah. Uh, but he goes Friday nights. They The kids go Friday nights uh, to his house, and we have date night. Oh, of there you go. perfect. Yes. There you go. Yes. <laughs> date night. Yes. It's important. It's important. Is that um, when we get one, yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm right there. Like when I hear date night there, I'm like, huh, where? I know. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? No, um, uh, for fun, I um, kids. Uh, hanging out with the kids, yep. uh, date night. If we can get a date night, and I have a very, I have a great uh, support system from my my side. Mm-hmm. She has a great support system from her side, so they're always, you know, can I watch the kids? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we have one, and I'm like, Dad, you're See, s- surrogate right there. <laughs> whenever I like complain, 
or she complains, I'll look at her and be like, think about how blessed we are because there are certain, we have friends who have two or three kids and their family's like in Colorado. I'm like, yeah. how do you do it? Right. Like, and their yeah. family's like down the road, but still can't watch yeah, like, all three like kids. My, like, yeah, like my family's, like my mom and dad are like two roads down. And it's like, your ma. <laughs> no, um, but then also I sing. So I'm a singer. That's my right. other job. It's my I other life. I saw that. You're really good. <gasps> Thank been, you. I looked at Thank you. It's like a jazz thing. I, I had Hotel Legends, Scarlet Pearl. Um, and that's become kind of like my therapy away from work. It's work and actually well, pays really well. Well, it's gotta be because how the heck you have time for it blows my mind. But it's like something I've been doing since I was 14. So if I, like, it'll be like this weekend, I have no gigs. And you can ask my wife, it'll be Friday or Saturday. And I'm like, I'm checking my phone, you know, or my, my what, am I missing something? Yeah. And it, and my mentally, it's like, this does not feel right. When I see that six o'clock hit, when I'm usually starting a gig, mm. I'm kind of like, I'm waiting for the call. Like you forgot something. And mm. I've never done that, but I'm like, Man, it's it just feels weird. But this weekend, I'm I know I have no gigs, <laughs> and I know I want to do a just date do night. Like usual, <laughs> you can just do like usual and take advantage of the hallways. He's always singing down the hallways. I see. I don't know I'm doing it though. That's the problem. Yeah. We'll be going. We'll be I mean, walking like to Target, it. and like in my mind, I'm like you know walking in a Target. But then, but I'm really going walking in. You know, I'm like, I'm like <laughs> shouting at my wife's like Jesse, you've got to stop. Just get the basket. Just get and the stop. Basket. I'm like, what am I making? If I would do better? that. They would have like arrest me. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I didn't realize. Someone just hit me. Then I get an email. CEO for singing. Gotta love this small town. That's right. I'm always fearful of ending up in the newspaper somewhere. (laughs) Our date night is the crawfish thing for the education on Friday night. Oh yeah. Yes. Here. Tomorrow night. Oh. Really? The God, tomorrow's Friday. Education Foundation crawfish cornhole competition. Cornhole. Need some crawfish. Yeah. That's well, a date night. Uh, you might have to. You might have to get an in through me because tickets stop selling no, this morning. See I a date two. night for me. Is, <laughs> I have. But see a date night for me though is like, like early. Not. I, I don't do crowds. Like I don't like crowds. Mm-hmm. So like if we go like we'll go to Half Shell or like we'll go to um, or somewhere down here. You know. Oh, we eat dinner at five o'clock if on a see, date I'm a night. Five, I'm a five o'clock <laughs> and I'm like I'm getting there and I'm seeing all my. You know, the people who come to see me because I sing Sinatra, so they're usually older. So I'm like, what's up? What's up, Martha? It's good to see you. And then by the, and by the time we're leaving, it's like all these young people like waiting for like, you yes. know, like, you know, it's, it's an 80 minute wait. Okay, I'll wait. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Service is amazing. Like that oh, way we yeah. went to Mason Lou yesterday at like five o'clock. I was like, do you have table? Ha ha ha. There's like 8,000 tables. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Oh, well, gosh. See, same level. Same level. <laughs> I love, I love it. Well, I have to ask Jesse, how has your experience been with um, being a partner at the Mary C? It's actually been really, really uh, fulfilling. I've, I've, it's one of those things. I was actually singing a gig downstairs for Viking. Remember that little yeah, event? That was a year yeah. ago. That was for the, uh, uh, the Mississippi Municipal League. That's Conference. right. And so I'm singing, and. Y'all both were there. I'm, you know, I think it's the first time you maybe seen what I do, and so I was yeah. like, singing wise, yeah. singing wise, and I was like, I really want to start a podcast based off business, based off music, and then Raven said the same thing. She's like, Well, City wants a podcast, and I have the gear, like all this gear, but I was like, you know, I don't have the space, and I told my wife I want to start a podcast. She was like, I don't want strangers in my house, so no. Okay. <laughs> it's like, okay, you know, maybe we could do it remotely, or whatever. This is really all because your wife. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so my wife's like, no. So then I team up with my wife's cousin, Melissa. Uh, she is a very successful network marketer and she also owns social collective Co. She kind of does what I do, but on a bigger scale. And so she furnished it. I checked it out, uh, with the permission of the city and the Mary C of course. And then, uh, 
it's been great because I got a place to, to come to. You got to imagine all this equipment was in my house. Like, yeah. my, gosh. my wife is about to pull her hair out, you know? Yeah. And now we have this space, but also the space is not just for Hilltree. Yeah, it's not this, just self-serving. No, it, exactly. this, this space is for anybody who wants to start a podcast or somebody who wants to use the natural light pouring in the windows as a videographer or photographer, mm -hmm. or, you know, if somebody wants to record a song. It's a great studio. It is. And we're, we're, gonna, we're getting the word out, especially through this show, of, you know, come host your podcast here. If you can't, yeah. If you don't have the space and if you don't want to learn invest in all the tech and learn all the the software you got to use like come to us yeah you know yeah. so it's and it's very affordable so anyways and i i think that uh my plug. <laughs> how long have you been a partner a year a little over here i think we started in october is that just under a year um okay um so in the last year, what have you seen at the Mary C? Like, I love to know a partner's perspective of like growth because I'm in the background developing. Things are just now showing visually. There's activity. There's inevitable activity. The, the number one thing I've seen, and it's not just people coming to see Hilltree like as a meeting or whatever. The number one thing I've seen in a lot of people is, man, I've never been in this building. I've lived here all my life. Mm -hmm. I've heard that a lot when somebody walks in. I'm like, hi, how are you doing? Can I help you? Uh, we're just visiting. You know, it's usually an event or the word's starting to get out. But like, I'm starting to hear a lot of people who've lived there all their lives, never been in this building. And it blows like, me away to be amazed. drawing in a new audience, you know? Well, the new audience is coming. You know, they're, they're locals. And if you can get the locals, I mean, the tourists, the tourists are going to do the touristy things. But like, yeah. if you get the locals to actually walk in here and really... And that's how you get investment. That's how you get people saying, hey, I, I buy into this idea. The partner investment has been everything. Mm -hmm. Having all of these creative people here who, who are bringing a branch of their business or studio, know what they're doing. We're all learning how to collaborate in different mm -hmm. ways. Everything just does feel like it's evolving in the right direction. And, and I'm very grateful for who you are as a person, too. Thank um, you. I'm very grateful who you are too. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, it's nice to, to deal with good people. Um, and this is yeah. all connected too. like, we did videos for Kenny Holloway in his first run for campaign. And it's one of those things when I say I do, I just do. He was like, do you do pillow commercials? I'm like, sure. <laughs> I didn't have nothing to show him. I was like, sure. I can, I got a drone. I got a drone. <laughs> and so we did a couple, of we did some videos for Kenny. Yeah. He won and he was, he kept, he's kept us busy with two state of the cities. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's uh, very, And this you know, podcast. And this podcast, but all that and stuff is kind of growing like through yep. relationships of me doing something, doing the job right. And then it, it always leads to, uh, your your job is always a trout for another three jobs. Yeah. You know, so sure. you always want to put your best foot forward. And um, that's, it's all connected from little jobs leading to this job, to this job. And yeah. now this has led from, I would say, you know, 20 different jobs in the past yeah. to this moment. So it's it's been very fulfilling. I can't wait to see what the next 20 jobs in the yeah. city, the city three and four. And... <laughs> well, get ready. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we're talking about partners and, um, you know, one of the visions for this podcast is us talking about the bigger picture. So what it means for Ocean Springs, you know, progressing and growing. And, you know, the city couldn't do anything without partners. So, you know, we partner with Hilltree to do all our, you know, our state of the city. We do our Springs video photography. You know, the Mary C is under the city, but it's mm -hmm. more like a partner. You know, it's our cultural arm. And then the health system, the hospital, you know, is a very important partner to us. Um, and so, Tiffany, tell us a little bit about 
partnerships from your perspective and how what that means to you. Um, like I love being able to just call Tiffany or Shannon or Georgia at the health system and say, hey, I need these things. You're like, we got it. And, you know, or we're coming or, you know, that is so important to me. So tell tell us about how that feels for you. I think it's probably the most important thing that we do. I mean, I tell people all the time access is the number one thing that a health system should be focused on. And um, our mission is to improve, you know, health for the communities that we serve, yeah. so, you know, improve health and save lives. And um, I think through COVID, like we were really able to like show that we were doing that because people mm -hmm. just assumed, okay, we can go to the hospital. Of course, you're going to get taken care of. But doing, um, you know, the vaccinations, um, people having to call and come in and be like, oh my God, what do we, what do we need to do about masking? Right. And then even to now, I mean, we do all of the healthcare for Ocean Springs School District. Yeah. We're doing it for, we're going to start doing it for Long Beach um, School District, I think in the future. And I think it's just, how do we take care of our kids? How do we make people more healthy? How do we let them know that the ER doesn't have to be their only access or their door to healthcare? Like, let us uh, be a part of that. And if you're ever thinking about industry or people coming into uh, your community that, you know, really the first two things that are on the, literally on the checklist are what is your healthcare statistics yeah. and what are your schools, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I think from an economic standpoint, I mean, yes, we give help healthcare, but I think we're really important from an economic standpoint as well, because um, if you don't have access, if you have a six week wait at all of your clinics, if you, you know, are, um, not providing services to the underserved. I mean, right. there's just so many things, and it's a passion of mine. I, you know, uh, my doctorate is in public health, and um, it's really important that we get out and kind of tell people and show people um, how to take care of themselves. So, how do y'all accomplish that? Um, how do y'all go into those communities that are underserved, or maybe mm -hmm. there's some kind of act? There is an access barrier there, whether they, you know, don't feel like they can say anything or come like how how are y'all accomplishing those goals um dr edney um who, who was the dr Hob, you know hobbs for during the covid but um he is actually from the department of health um for the state and he has come down and had conversation with us just about access in general so how is the department of health working and how do you collaborate with those individuals um one one um mayor knight who's phenomenal in lost yeah. point mm -hmm. um We've kind of done an assessment of the population, and we've noticed that a lot of the lower level, what we consider level fours and fives, which are like headaches or different colds, viruses, things like that, coming through the ED or coming through, uh, coming in Pascagoula from a specific zip code. Right. And so we do zip code analysis and say, okay, so that tells me that the only access they have to miss primary care or preventative care is our ER. Right. We need to probably have a clinic in that zip code in Moss Point. And mm -hmm. so we, you know, we do analysis, speak to the local delegation to have conversations, the Department of Health. I mean, you know, from a um, STD standpoint, you know, or a mental health for yeah. kids, uh, where you know, I, I did a podcast with uh, Ricky Matthews and Paige Roberts mm -hmm. about mental health and what's going on with our kids. And um, really us just trying to say, okay, we need to do a summit. We need to get a task force together mm -hmm. from, you know, Hancock to uh, Pascagoula and say, what is going on right now? Um, what can we do? How can the health system be the conduit to, you know, provide the services? But we need people. And so I, I just think it's getting out, asking the questions, doing the data dives, um, and then you know, making strategic, not just trying to like throw everything at the wall, right. making strategic decisions about these mm -hmm. um, yeah. concerns.
Yeah, I love it. I love the education piece because not only like even listening to you right here, I'm like taking nuggets because, you know, I feel like as a city, we're also your advocate too. Yes. So like whatever information you give us, we're regurgitating it back mm-hmm. to the public, mm-hmm. back to the people that need to listen. And so I love it. Especially with your new job title. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys, we are out of time today. Believe it or not, it went by very fast. Thank you so much for being amazing guests and amazing leaders in Ocean Springs. Thanks for sharing with us. I know we talked about some personal things, but that's that's important mm-hmm. for people to connect with us and see yeah. that we're just having a normal conversation. And um, But anyways, I wanted to say thank you, thank and you. I hope to have you on again one day. Yeah. We might have a party at the Ooh. end of our season. Oh, I like yes. that. Yes. Uh, Jackson yes. Pearl. Yes. Jackson yes. Pearl. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. And until next time, we are City, City Culture. Culture.